"'Twas the night before Christmas when all through the land Fox News warned its viewers of a dastardly plan. The liberals were launching their war on the season to get rid of Christmas and commit acts of treason, removing decorations out of their sight and telling you that Santa and Jesus ain't white. Environmentalists will come right after your soul. They hate all things Christmas, especially the coal. They'll sneak in your house all dressed in their flannel and instead give the bad kids some new solar panels. They'll take up all decorations that please us. They'll even go after tiny baby Jesus. Now all these Fox lies cause such a frustration. Who would save us all from this misinformation? When live from the net there came lots of chatter. Could it be old Saint Nick or perhaps someone fatter? Broadcasting from New Orleans down in Louisiana, it was none other than Liberal Dan. Coming to save the holiday season, busting through their lies with facts, logic, and reason. But I cannot do it myself, he exclaimed. So he called other groups, each one by name. On Christians, on Muslims, on Wiccans, on Jews, on Hindus, on Buddhists, and atheists too. Let's all spread the word and tell them indeed that there's no war on Christmas, just one on greed. So instead of joining this manufactured fight, listen to Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Welcome back to Liberal Dan Radio, talk from the left, that's right. This is your host, Dan, Liberal Dan, coming from New Orleans, Louisiana, and my co-host, Sophia, uh, to join the conversation, 914-803-4131. That's 914-803-4131. You could also join us in the chat room over at uh, youtube.com slash Radio. I'm not using the blog talk radio that one anymore. Just come over to YouTube if you're listening on blog talk radio. And if you're listening uh, after the live broadcast, you can leave your comments, questions, concerns, et cetera, over on the show thread at liberaldan.com, facebook.com slash liberaldan, or at liberaldanradio on Twitter. Uh, so a bunch of stuff to talk about tonight. As you just heard, if you didn't come in a few seconds late, uh, there is my annual December show start, which starts off with the war, uh, war before Christmas. Um, so we, uh, I do that throughout the month of December for all of the shows. Um, so that's a little bit of fun for the holiday season. If you have, if you've missed it, if you came in late and you heard it late, well, you can just rewatch the beginning of the show after when the show finally comes back online. So there you go. Um, when's Wes calling in? I don't know when, if, when or if Wes is calling in today. We'll see. I guess the, the buy me a coffee banner was blocking sleepy little, Sophia, who just seems to be a little narcoleptic every once in a while. She's so cute. We got her two days ago. She's so precious. Hello, Kimchi. Of course, Mistress Erin West and the gorgeous Jolie, as Kimchi says, and I'm inclined to agree. So, yeah, especially to have her over here so she's not blocked by the Buy Me a Cider thing. If you do want to support the show, you can always make sure to subscribe to the channel if you haven't already done so. Share some videos with your friends. Let them know to, to watch and subscribe as well. And you can always buy me a cider. Go to liberalband.com, click the buy me a cider button. And you can always also go to buymeacoffee.com slash liberaldanradio. Or you can Venmo me at liberaldan. 
Um, hopefully, I'm trying to get to 1,000 subs, and if I can get to do that, we'll be able to do subscriptions on the channel as well. If you happen to have Amazon Prime, if you happen to have Amazon Prime and you haven't subbed over to Hal with your free Amazon Prime subscription, I also have NerdyDan.com over on Twitch.tv, my gaming channel, and you can sub for me for free uh, once a month. So that would be awesome. I would appreciate it. In the chat, shouts out to Jeff, Bill, Gimchi, Ken, Stony, uh, of course the Mod Squad, Jolie, Aaron, Alorasia. Am I missing anybody else? I don't think I've missed anybody yet. So you are just totally chill, aren't you? You're just happy to be right there. Unlike Rose that jumps out of my jumps out of my hands every second, she just sits there. A whole all two pounds of kitty. She went to the vet today. All two pounds of kitty is right here. I might be a little bit distracted on some of the show because, you know, kitty. <laughs> so she is sweet and precious. She is very sweet and precious. I think she slept on me for about five hours last night, which is shocking because my other cats never wanted to sleep on me. So maybe this is a good sign that she'll be uh, she'll be nice and snuggly, a nice snuggly kitty cat. Um, let's see, Jeff Curry, this is my last chance to be naughty weed legal tomorrow. I said that weed becomes legal tomorrow, so therefore anytime you smoke weed after tomorrow, it's 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 legit at that point. I guess. I guess that's what I, how I'm interpreting that one. Uh, so let's see what we got to talk about today. We got, of course, we got the big news: 51. Uh, the Democrats managed to get 51 seats in the Senate because Warnock defeated Walker, as he should have. And a lot of people are saying, "Well, how was it so close? How could it be so close?" Well, remember, Georgia, outside of uh, Fulton and everything like that, are, is very red, and the state, you know, voted for Kemp. Uh, I have a feeling that the reason they voted for Kemp but getting voted for Warnock is probably having a little bit to do with sexism because they didn't want to vote for the black woman, but there's enough people who were willing to vote for the black man. Um, let's see. Hey, Lisa M., thank you for joining. Hey, Diane, thank you. Appreciate you new here. Just remember to like and subscribe. Appreciate you. I'm trying to build up. But, yeah, the um, I have a feeling that, you know, part of it of Georgia, the reason why Kemp won so heartily over – uh, Stacey Abrams, but Warnock was able to pull it off. It's probably having to do with sexism. Um, again, because people are less inclined to vote for women because, you know, reasons and patriarchy and all that other BS. Um, so, but of course, you know, the reason it was so close is because of the fact that, you know, again, you have also just a bunch of deplorables in Georgia. Outside of the urban areas, you have Marjorie Taylor Greene country and other such areas of Georgia that would probably love to open back up plantations and other fun stuff like that. So um, let's see if all things were the same, but Herschel Walker was white. Would he still have lost? That's a tough, that's a tough call because I mean, I think, I mean, I think the black voters came out in mass again, I think in the in the in the November election, I want to say like 17% of the electorate was black women, and like 95% of them voted for voted for Warnock instead of Walker. Um, it's very well possible that you might have seen enough people flip over. I think you had some voters, like the lieutenant governor in Georgia, who came out and basically said, "Hey, I can't vote for Warnock because I don't agree with him, but I also can't vote for Walker." because he's an idiot. So there's that. 
Um, so maybe if there would have been somebody that would have been more palatable, maybe if there would have been even, might not have had to have been a white person. It might have could have been, let's say you had a, a Tim Scott type Republican from South Carolina, but in Georgia instead, maybe he might've been able to pull off a victory versus Warnock. But, you know, as, as Donald Trump says, it is what it is. Thank you, Donald. And because of that, you're so precious. Because of that, he, um, you know, they were. He got behind. He got behind uh, Walker, and then Walker won the one. You know, whatever. I think they have a primary there, so they want Walker won wins the primary, and then just comes out ahead. And, and then and this is the problem. This is some of the problem with Trump. I think Trump is going to have is that you have a situation where um, Trump is going to get behind people, and those people are going to get lots of support inside the Republican primaries. And they're going to be so they'll win the primaries, but then in the general elections, they'll they might lose because there is probably enough of the Republican Party who are tired of Donald Trump, maybe, and or who won't get behind the extreme right wing wackos that Donald Trump is supporting, and instead will either vote for the Democrat whilst holding their nose, or vote for third party if third party is available, or um, just not vote for anybody because they can't bring themselves to vote for either. Um, <laughs> kimchi. Oh my. It's hard to watch me while I'm fondling my, my little pussy cat. Although they didn't say cat. But yes, I, I would be very distracting. Um, it is quite a nice furry one. Very soft. Um, <laughs> y'all are dirty. Y'all are my kind of people. Anyway, so, um, but at the end of the day, you know, Democrats won. Now, there was a a pundit that made the comment the other day uh, on MSNBC that I I didn't agree at it, agree with the comment. The comment said that if Warnock would have lost and Walker would have won, that that would have required the Democrats to split committee chairmanships with the Republican Party in the Senate because it's a 50-50 split. I disagree. With 50-50 split and the vice president, the Democrats control the Senate. There, was, there should be no reason. This is why the Democrats lose sometimes. It's because they want to be fair and nice. They want to, they want to do things as if they should be done. So, so in, a, in, a, in regular, maybe if it was 50-50, maybe in, in the circumstances, they would say, okay, well, the Democrats have should, the Democrats and Republicans just put the party chairmanships. But if the Republicans had won and it was a 50-50 Senate, do you believe for a second that the Republicans would be like, oh, we have to share the committee assignments? No, they would be like, no, we're getting all the committee heads because you don't control the Senate. So the Democrats try and act in a way the Democrats try and act in a way that's fair and nice and reasonable, yet they wind up, you know, being fools. It's again like Charlie Brown and the football. You know, the Democrats think that, you know, the Republicans might play fair once of these days and they never do. So uh let's see. Hey Scotty, hey Egoff, Twitler. Um let's see. Trying to see what I missed. Proud of Georgia for breaking the cult of orange hyperbole. But yes, I mean, they did that in, in 2020. They did that in 2021 with Warnock. They did that in 2022 again, sort of. 
I mean, I guess Kemp isn't a Trump guy because Trump is mad at Kemp because Kemp didn't uh, didn't have his back. Uh, Kemp didn't uh, you know find the votes. Raffensperger didn't find the votes that he needed to be found. So uh, Donald Trump is mad at them, but. I, th- I think I also heard that Kemp over the weekend didn't come, really come out for Walker. Maybe Kemp was tired of having to apologize or to, to try and uh, speak for somebody who was clearly ill-prepared for the office. He was clearly um, not somebody that, you know, he, he was more worried about vampires and werewolves. Like, come on. I mean, I, I, and again, I kind of knew what he was saying with that. I think he was trying to get to a point that said, you know, where, you know, you have, if you believe you have to have faith, because if you don't have faith, it's not worth, it's not worth what you're doing or what you're trying to do is not going to work. And that's all well and good if he was trying to say that, but he, he did, he was very inarticulate in the way that he said it. And as such, he came out looking like a fool. Uh, Let's see, real P, we are dealing with the attack on, on the North Carolina power grid. Our ISP is having problems here in Southwest Virginia. The grid attack over an LGBT, allegedly over an LGBTQ plus bed. I'm going to be talking about that one. I do want to talk about that one maybe a, a, once they find out a little more and can confirm that it was over an LGBTQ event and, and talk about it. I mean, personally, just briefly about that, I do think that it should be considered an act of terrorism, uh, regardless of who did it. And, you know, if if the, these actions actually cause Bill P, have you heard about anybody dying because of this? Like, have any, anybody losing the the power to like critical life support systems or losing power to to you know refrigerate their needed uh, you know medications and as such they die, have they died because of that has anybody has that happened to anybody yet? I haven't heard that, but I'm also not local, so sometimes we might not see it exactly with what happens. Um, but yeah, I do want to talk about that at some point. Um, but once I have more information, I think I will start getting into it more, uh, simply because of the fact that, you know, I do like to talk about things. I do like to be more informed when I talk about things. Now, I do want to apologize. If you are listening on blog talk radio right now, um, you are going to hear probably a little bit of dead air in between some commentary that I'm going to do a little bit later in the show, because I was on. If you've watched Hal, Hal recently went over and critiqued the video of Jeff Cruer. Um and, you know, his a video that he had for Real America's Voice or what have you. Um, Jeff Cruer, I know Jeff Cruer personally. I've said that on the show already. I, I know him. We've met in person. Uh, I've been interviewed on his show before. Uh, I had, my, when, I did a, when I did a radio show, like an actual legitimate radio show, it was at the same radio station that he was at, and he was the reason I had it. Um, so, uh, <laughs> dead air, GOP, GOP, Now, the people listening on YouTube are not going to hear dead air. The people listening on YouTube will get to hear everything. It's just if you're – I currently don't have it so that if I play audio directly on my computer that's coming from – if I play audio that's cr- coming on my computer that's not on Blog Talk Radio, the Blog Talk Radio people won't hear it. I haven't figured that out yet. And I'm trying to figure it out, but we'll see. Um, so if you're live, if you're listening on YouTube, you're fine. You won't hear dead air. But if you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, I'm giving you advance notice. Go over to YouTube so you'll but you'll be able to hear the whole thing. Because last week, one of the one of his regular guests said that I don't want to debate him because of the fact that you know I'm a liberal and liberals don't like to debate. And I'm like, I'll debate you. I'll debate you every day of the week. 
And one of the things that, you know, I would love y'all to give me feedback on because I think I did well in the debate. Of course, the conservative listeners to, to his, to Jeff's show is like, Oh, the conservative prorogator won that debate. So we'll see. Um, We'll see what y'all think. It'll be great if some of y'all would call into the show tomorrow and be like, I listened to the debate and liberal Dan clearly won. That would be funny if y'all could just troll him all day long. Liberal Dan clearly won that debate. It's, it's without a shadow of a doubt liberal Dan won that debate, um, especially when he did X, Y, or Z. Um, see, Trump having Pizzagate and QAnon events in Mar-a-Lago the day that Germany busts a QAnon Nazi interaction attempt. Yeah, that was fun. I heard about that. Hey, Bicycle Mike, thank you for joining. Uh, who else am I missing from the Hellos Crimson? Thank you for joining. I don't know if I said hi to Benny Loco, even though you're there. Hey, Benny Loco. Um, this cat is just so precious. And this is, again, if anybody who joined in late, this is Sophia. Sophia is my cute little precious new kitty cat That's two that we got two days ago. Yes. Yes, we got you two days ago. And you're very tiny and precious and cuddly. Um, <laughs> also, I did want to make a, a, a show supporting note. Um, at the end of the year, like I have like a, there, there's like an OG type shirt. They're not all going to say OG, um, but they're, they're going to be like black shirts with gold uh, print on them with Liberal Dan Radio. And they're going to go to people, they're going to be going to people who have subscribed to the show on Patreon for at least 12 months. Um, that will be going away December 31st and you have to be one of the OG supporters to, to qualify for that. So if you're going to want your, if after 12 months you want to get that shirt, you need to go to patreon.com slash liberal fan or patreon.liberaldan.com. You have to go and, and get that subscription on Patreon and, and, and get your spot because at the end of the year, I'm going to be getting rid of that. You might still be able to get other shirts. But uh, the, the, the black ones with the gold lettering, those are going to be for only the OGs. And if you miss your chance, you can miss your chance. So there you go. Um, see, Kimchi, kitties grow to be cats, like quite cute, but definitely little snuggle bugs. We had one cat that was so precious and so lovey-dovey. And, like, he was always snuggly all the time. So I'm hoping that this little one becomes so snuggly like that all the time. Let's see. Hey, Dan, our names kind of gave us away. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Bicycle Mike, I want a puppy. I have a new puppy, too. Uh, the puppy's not as new as the kitty. The puppy, we got the puppy on uh, October 16th is when we got the puppy. So it's all, we've had the puppy for two, almost two months now instead of two days. So what you doing, little? Oh, you hear noises? You're going to go inspect and see? <laughs> You're so funny. She's so tiny, but she's very brave. She jumps off of things like really much more quickly than her sisters have, because uh, we've had her sisters for over a year now. So, anywho, um, so speaking, but speaking of Georgia, um, I have an I have an interesting words of redneck wisdom this week, and you'll see why it's an interesting words of redneck wisdom. <laughs> And now, words of redneck wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Dan Radio. And let me tell you something else, too. This is what beat Walker, Gwinnett, DeKalb, Floyd, are massive counties, especially uh, 
the call. And they're and they are democratic strongholds. Yeah. They are, that's just that's just the way it is. And this concludes Words of Redneck Wisdom, brought to you by Liberal Den Radio. Talk from the left, that's right. Anyway, so yeah, he was right. He was absolutely right. It was actually a true word of redneck wisdom because he actually said the correct thing. He didn't say it was stolen. He didn't say it was the reason that Warnock was able to beat Walker is because of those large areas having high population amounts. That's how elections work. So shockingly enough, he was right. It was real actual wisdom. Uh, this is also the guy that, you know, was being very critical of abortion. I think, was, I think he was critical again this morning of, of these abortion bans because he's he's very concerned about the fact that what if what if some girl were, was molested by her daddy, that person shouldn't be able to get an abortion. And I'm like, at least you're there, dude. At least you're there. So, um, Jeff, thank you. Thank you for my fine fiddle playing. Um, I, although... The devil didn't go down to Georgia. Maybe a vampire, vampire and a werewolf might have gone down to Georgia, but not a devil this time. Uh, <laughs> let's let's uh, let's also get this out of the way. We'll, we'll do the other bit as well, since the first one was short. I also made sure to do the hypocrite of the week this week, um, and it was it was it was going to be somebody else, um, but it, I was having problems working with it, and I happened to got this thing in the mail today, and this. Well, this is why I'm making this Hypocrite of the Week. This week's Hypocrite of the Week is the Recall Latoya Cantrell campaign, a conservative-run campaign they sent out unsolicited mailers to 130,000-plus people in New Orleans, with petitions already filled out in order to get signatures by mail. Remember when conservatives complained about unsolicited voting by mail? I guess it's okay because it goes against someone they don't like. To see who next week's Hypocrite of the Week will be, tune in to Liberal Dan Radio, Talk from the Left, That's Right, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Central on YouTube.com slash Liberal Dan Radio and blogtalkradio.com slash Liberal Dan. Okay, so a little backstory on that. Uh, LaToya Cantrell, not a very popular uh, mayor amongst the conservatives in the city. Uh, I guess no Democratic mayor is going to be a popular mayor amongst the conservatives in the city. And if this, this campaign is being funded by a lot of people who are outside of the parish, i.e. outside of New Orleans itself, the people who can't vote in it, but they can still do other things like help organize it and help pay for it. Uh, and no recall petition has ever been successful in Louisiana, not once. It has never once been successful. But here's, I guess, what, what gave the people the willingness, I guess, to try and give it ye old college try was that um, – First, you had the issue of Latoya Cantrell, who was um, going places for the city, but was but was doing so in first class. Um, she didn't believe that she was uh, subject to the requirements that any seat upgrade, if there was, a, if, if you're paying for the upgrade and it was not, you were not forced to get that seat, you had to pay for the upgrade yourself. Uh, she did not believe she was subject to it. Eventually, the city attorney said, "You're subject to it. You need to you need to reimburse the city." And then she was going to go reimburse the city. So there's that. 
And then there was, of course, they don't like the COVID restrictions that she had in place. Those made all the conservatives mad. They didn't like, they called her Latoya the Destroyer because of the fact that she was destroying local businesses and this, that, and the other. Um, she had one thing I disagreed with. Uh, she, there was the, the carjacking. I'm not sure how much this made national news, but these uh, kids carjacked, these teenagers carjacked this woman, ran her over, ended up killing her. And she ended, apparently one of the kids was in one of her kind of trying to be real rehabilitation programs. And as such, uh, she went, I guess, to the, to the, the hearing on his behalf, maybe, or to give the family support. Uh, it didn't look good. It didn't have, it, it didn't, didn't seem like it was something that you would want a mayor to be doing. And there was other problems as well. Uh, that's all. There was the other one where if this was a man, nobody would have complained about this. Nobody would have been batting an eyelash, probably. Um, but apparently, she was. There's a um, hospitality apartment that the city owns that can be used, I guess, to host people or whatever. Um, but she had been using it when it was when it wasn't in use by the city for other people. And supposedly, she was having illicit rendezvous with one of the people of the police department. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's the rumor. People saw her going into this place. I'm like, well, if, would you be doing this with a guy who was who was mayor? I don't think you would have. Um, so lots of different things going on about that. But the conservatives took this as an opportunity, as her being very unpopular. Even in the last election, though, in, 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 her, in the last election, there was just nobody else running that was worth a damn. I mean, I was fine voting with her the, for voting for the first time. She was very good on... Uh, one of my one of my friend's daughters was very pro Latoya Cantrell because of how outward and progressive she was in LGBTQA issues, and that's and that's wonderful. Um, and there was other issues that you know the, there was one Democrat. There was three Democrats running. One of them was horrible, like the top three. One of them was absolutely horrible. One of them was basically a Republican in Democrats' clothing, and then one of them was Latoya. And I was like, well, the absolute horrible, horrible one needed to go, needed to make sure not be there. So I voted for Latoya, and I voted for Latoya again in the runoff. And she ended up winning, and she won again in the runoff, in the, in the second election, because, again, nobody who was worth a damn wanted a challenger. So she won by default, because everyone else was just kind of one of those also-ran type positions. And, and I usually don't like this term for many cases, but if you're the head of a municipality, like a governor or, or a mayor, yeah, that you're also ran. There are plenty of people who just, there's no business for them running. They should be doing something else because it's just basically wasting their time doing it. So, so here we go. And then starting this recall campaign and they have, apparently they have so much, they're flush with cash. They have enough cash right now that they're running advertisements on television, trying to convince people to, to recall the mayor and to send in their petition so that she could be recalled. And if, uh, whatchamacallit, if, uh, and they also have enough money to mail out 130,000 mailers, 130,000 mailers to, to voters in the city of New Orleans, unsolicited. I got one today, or we, I don't know if it was addressed to me or if it was addressed to my wife, but we got one today in the mail. And the amount of hoopla and complaining and whatever is done by Republicans. Oh, unsolicited votes. This, there shouldn't be, you shouldn't get it unsolicited. If this is an official action of the state, it should be, it should be solicited. You know, you should have to request it before you get, you shouldn't be just sent it unsolicited. Well, I guess that doesn't matter 
if you're if you're if you like the thing that's going on, if you want to have the recall petition be successful, then clearly unsolicited mail is fine in that case, right? Hypocrites. Uh, you also have the situation where, well, everybody who signs these things, you know, it has to be the person. Like my wife can't sign for me; I have to sign for me. So, well, what happens? Well, if do I have to show an ID? I do not. Well, why do I not have to show one ID? And if they're so big on voter ID, why aren't they requiring IDs to be shown so people can prove who they are with a voter ID in order to return this petition? No, with this, they have no problem following the rules, which, which allows, I guess, for a signature and a witness. Come on. Like, at least be a little bit consistent. But as Nibis Yosh, the host of most of the smooth sounds of the Percy podcast says, uh, hypocrisy is a conservative prerequisite. So that is why uh, you will see Republicans blathering on all day long about unsolicited mail-in votes and mail-in voting in general and showing IDs and this, that, the other. And But when it comes to showing IDs for these petitions, nope, they're not doing that at all. They're not making sure that these people are legitimate people. They're just get, selling out unsolicited mailers and hoping to get them back and hoping, I guess, that they're valid. Ridiculous. So, anyway, that's why they are uh, the hypocrites of the week. Let's see. Chatting in the chat. Let's see. Jeff Curry, werewolf vampire. I'll take a Bigfoot every day. Well, you know what they say about monsters with big feet? Um, let's see. Boom. Tony Baker, hooker suck for a dollar per tooth. Oh, my God. Hilarious. <laughs> hey, Tim. Hey, thank you for joining us in the chat. Um, spider mites are something that infests your cannabis. Oh, no, that's not good. Um, they, have, they have faces close, similar to Ann Coulter. Nice. Neem oil is organic, but you need to alternate between the Pythian of uh, chrysanthemum flower and also is organic a bug killer where neem oil interferes with the spider mites reproductive style blah, blah, blah. lots of discussion about something that I don't really know hey Teresa is in the room thank you for joining us Teresa Tack um, we've been eating a pot roast stew for two days warms the soul I want some kimchi you need to, I, I don't think that's the first time you've talked about food kimchi you need to feed me one day <laughs> Oftentimes when I'm talking to uh, Nimbus Yosh, smooth sounds of the Percy podcast, he's often like, you need to share some of that food, bro, because I'm always sharing food porn. So I think, uh, I think, I think I need, I think I want to get kimchi to, 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 to give me some of that food too. I would like some of that food. And a bunch of hellos. Kinky Streets, welcome. Kinky Streets, if I haven't said hi to you already, hello again, if I have. Uh, the, the, so anyway, the person that was going to be hypocrite of the week was Ted Cruz. Uh, and, but I was just having problems wording it correctly. Because while I've been very vocal about this on Twitter today, and people, I've been making some conservative people very, very mad at me about what I've been saying about Ted Cruz uh, and what's going on with his family, I didn't quite know how to do it, put it into a snarky bit. I think uh, to me, making it a snarky, snarky bit might have been taking it one step too far. Um, hey, Crimson, I think I said hello to you, but hello again. Um, 
if you don't know, uh, there was the police were called, 911 was called uh, to the Cruz household, where apparently there were some self-inflicted wounds on Cruz's 14-year-old daughter. And it's well known and out there that Ted Cruz's daughter is an out uh, young bisexual woman. Um, young woman. Some people had a problem that I didn't call her a child because she's 14. I called her a young woman. Well, I have a problem. Like, it seems, it seems condescending to refer to like a 14 year old person as a girl or a boy. Um, you know, unless it's like my son, I'd be like, that's my boy. But uh, yeah, I, I think, I think it's appropriate to refer to teenagers as young men, young women, young individuals, etc. If they're, if they're non-binary. Um, 14 is the worst age ever. And people are like, well, she's confused. I'm like, well, of course, every teenager is confused. Puberty is, hormones are raging out, out the yazoo. They don't know what's going on with, with their body. It's like everything's changing. And you're dealing with, you know, feelings, or whatever. And you're dealing with emotions and attractions. And, well, guess what? Uh, Ted Cruz's daughter is attracted to more than just boys, more than just young men, I guess. And... And so my thing with this, let's see, Jeff Curry, I feel bad for the girl. I don't feel bad. To, I don't feel bad for him as a person, as a dad, maybe. I don't even feel bad. I don't feel bad for him as a dad. Well, first of all, I mean, because she's still alive, which is, thank goodness she's still alive. Thank goodness whatever happened to intervene that prevented her from finishing it. Um, but I, what I've said on Twitter, I've said this many times on Twitter, on Facebook, and I, I cannot imagine what it must be like to be a young woman who happens to be bisexual, who happens to also be the daughter of Ted Cruz, and to have my father out there advocating for policies and fighting against policies that are meant to protect, fighting against policies meant to protect me, fighting for policies that will hurt me. Ted Cruz was very open about the fact that he did not support the Obergefell uh, ruling. Uh, Ted Cruz was very open about the fact that, you know, he he was he did not vote uh, for the for the act that would protect uh, marriage. Not, again, not that I think that that act that law would have any weight with the Supreme Court. I think this crypto crypto fascist activist court would be very happy to toss that law out, just as they did. Roe v. Wade, if since they believe that powers belong to the states. But again, let's not rehash that too much. But I just, I don't believe, I can't even fathom just the idea of having a parent that would actively be working to enact policy via the federal government that would hurt me. But that can't be good for someone's mental health. That can't be good for, you know, and I'm sure... I, mean, I don't know if, if she had previously gotten any uh, mental health. Hopefully she will get some mental health care uh, to, to deal with the problems that she's dealing with. But as a, as a father, if I ever got elected to office and I, I would never even, like if someone wanted to wanted me to support a policy that would harm my children, I would say no. And if they said, well, if you don't pass this, you're not going to get reelected. I'd be like, well, fine. I won't get reelected. There are things that are more important in life than getting reelected. There are things that are more important in life than personal success when it comes to, like, you know, achieving your dreams politically. Oh, 
Ted Cruz is a scumbag, piece of crap, who does not deserve a daughter like that. And I saw a lot of people saying, we're her parents now. Um, it's, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. And I'm not going to hold back on being critical of him because not only do his actions and his words harm his daughter, his actions and his words harm everybody else or, or would, would, would work to harm other people if he was able to get his way. So, no, I'm not going to hold back. I'm not going to use kid gloves. People, of course, like, this isn't the time. This isn't the time. It's never the time. It, it, it's too soon to talk about this. No, it, it, when is it ever not too soon to these people? Because once it starts becoming the time to talk about it, the next bad thing happens. And then, then it's too soon again. Because they use the whole too soon argument. They use tragedies as an excuse to not talk about things. A lot of times they'll be critical of Democrats, liberals for uh, using a tragedy for political advantage and using a tragedy, tragedy to try and pass things like using school shootings to try and pass gun control legislation, trying to pass, you know, eliminate the loopholes and background checks. Now, for example, they'll, they'll, they'll do that, but they, they don't understand and they don't realize that they're doing the same thing when they, when they use the people suffering, it's not the time. We can't talk about this now. Well, no, if, as, as one thing I usually, I sometimes like to quote from my Jewish upbringing. Um, usually I quote the first two parts. Like if I, am, if I am not for me, who will be for me? Which means you have to always look out for yourself. And then if I am only for myself, who am I? Which means, you know, I, I can't, I'm not a good person if I'm only for myself. And then the third one is, if not now, when? Well, usually I don't talk about that if not now, when part, because it's the other two that kind of take precedence. But in this case, if not now, when? When are we going to talk about it? If we're, if we're not going to set aside the time to talk about it, like, okay, let's take a break. Make sure you're not on camera. <laughs> um, and so, uh, so if you're not going to take the time to uh, – Talk about it now. Put the time out there. Say, okay, we're going to talk about this at, you know, this date, January 15th, 2023 is the day where we're going to start talking about it. Cool. We'll talk about it then. But they don't, they're never going to have a time that they want to talk about it. They're, going to, they're, they're always going to pass the buck. They're going to say, oh, well, there's something other reason why we can't talk about it now, because they don't ever want to talk about it. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. Let's see, Teresa, I feel sorry for my one niece. Her name once was Rebecca. She just told her parents she wants to be called Jude, recognize herself as transgender now. Um, so, wait, so he is now transgender, Teresa? Um, Jude, is Jude identifying as a male at this point? Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it's always terrible when parents do not respect their children's wishes. I mean, it's terrible when anybody don't, doesn't respect the children's wishes when it comes to trans issues or any other issues like that. I mean, the data shows that if you do, if for, for every person that accepts a trans person for who they are, that person is 50% less likely to commit suicide. So it takes zero effort to be kind, just to show some respect for the people when they tell you who they are and, back, and respect them for who they are, 
and that's the end of it. But no, these people don't want to do that. They say, oh, it's a... now the biggest line that I'm seeing running around now about trans about people who are trans is that it's a fad now. It's a fad, not a fad. Or more people are are being trans now than before, which was said yesterday on Jeff's show. Well, yeah, if we have there's a percentage of the population that are trans. And years ago, we had like, let's say we had a billion less people in the earth whenever we had 7 billion people instead of 8 billion people. Now, that number has grown from 7 billion to 8 billion. So if a certain percentage of people are trans, guess what? You're going to have more people. It's math, but they don't like math. They don't know how to do math. They don't know how to, they don't understand math. They don't understand science. It's ridiculous. Um, but one of the other reasons why we never heard about this when I was a kid, you didn't hear about this when you were a kid because people were so shamed into to being who they were that they had to force themselves to be who they weren't. So that's why you had you, you, you referred to people as, oh, these two guys, they're roommates, or these women were friends for life. No, they were lesbian. The other guys were gay men. They were bachelors. That's what they said. They were called two men who were living together. Oh, they were just bachelors. No, they weren't. They were gay men. And they just didn't want to be not it to be known that they were gay men because they would be attacked or imprisoned or harmed in some way because society sucked. Now society sucks much less. And we have, uh, and we have more people who are more accepting of trans folk, more accepting of people who are, uh, you know, in homosexual relationships, people who are LGBTQA plus, People are more woke about it, and woke is not a pejorative. <laughs> people are just more understanding about these sort of things. At least some people are, and that's why we're seeing more people come out and say, "Yes, this is who I this is who I really am. This is my legitimate self. This is this is who I am as a person, and I am now in a society a point in a society where I can share who that who I am and with other people and not have to hide it. And that's a good thing. But of course. That makes the, the anti-science folks, oh, it's just a fad. No, it's not a fad. They've always been there. Um, do, 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 do. Bicycle Mike, I'm sick of the intolerance. I am intolerant of intolerance. That's the paradox of tolerance, where you have to be intolerant of intolerance uh, in order to be truly tolerant. You want to hand me off the kitchen? Look who we have back again. We have the kitty again. Oh, they're crawling up my shoulder. Ooh, 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 ooh. You're being sneaky. You need to go to bed, Henry. Let's see. Do, 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 do. Um, 988 is the suicide hotline. Yes. Um, let's see. Let's just keep scrolling down. Why I feel for my... Let's see, if your parents not for not for LGBTQ, very conservative. Um, I guess, Teresa, I guess the one thing I would say is that um, if the person that you are an aunt of, I guess that's the best way to put it, um, if she is trans or if, if they are trans, then it try not, I guess, try not to refer to your relative as a niece if they are now no longer considering themselves to be a woman um, and maybe ask what, what they, uh, what they would like to be preferred or referred to, because that way 
it will be more affirming. And I know, you know, you're, you, I don't, I don't, I don't think that you're being in any way, you know, I'm not trying to criticize you. I think it's admirable that you're standing up for your relative who clearly needs an advocate because the, the parents are not being advocates, but just, just make sure that when you refer to your relative, that you refer to your relative in the way that your relative wishes to be referred to. So yes, Kim, there was no hormone therapy a hundred years ago. Of course not. Um, and why do people who claim to be small government want to have the National Guard crotch inspections and plug inspections? Exactly. They want a government that's so small that it can fit right upside your hoo-ha. Um, yeah, Megan, it's cool to be trans or gay, just a fad. I'm a woman on purpose because I love being oppressed and having laws against me because of my uterus. Exactly. You know, well, there's also the whole thing where um, there's the, the, the common thread online when, when groups are showing how horrible dudes are being. Uh, they'll basically like say this just proves that uh, heterosexuality or attraction to men in general is not a choice because if it was nobody would choose to, nobody would choose it. Um, do, yes, hi Megan, thank you. Um, see, my daughter is 22 years old. She's not pressured against anyone, which is great. I'm proud of her. That's also very good. I'm again, I'm trying to teach my kids to be as as friendly and as polite and as caring to other people as they possibly could be. Um, and my son turns, my oldest son turns 14 in eight days. Um, and my youngest will be 10 next year. <laughs> Getting old. There was a conversation that we were having with the kids, whatever, where I said something, if you don't stop misbehaving, I'm going to take whatever toy you're playing with to your grandmother's house. And, she was like, he was like, my youngest was like, well, I'll just follow you there. I was like, how are you going to follow me? I was like, I'll take my bike. I'm like, I'm in a car. I can outride you in a bike. Well, I know how to get to Gigi's house. Said, well, you can't get there by yourself. I'll have Thomas drive me. He turned 16 in, in three years or four years. I was like, I feel old. Yeah, Kimchi, woke is enlightened, but maggots can't spell that. <laughs> that should be on a T-shirt. Woke means enlightened, but maggots woke can't spell it. That's awesome. Um, what's great is that I think it was Ron DeSantis' attorney who had to define in court what they believe woke meant. And they gave the accurate information. They was like, woke means that you're, you're aware of the, uh, how certain minority groups are mistreated in this country and are actively working to fix it. And I'm like, well, yes. You have it. You got it. You you hit it right on the nose. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. And you're just admitting to the you've just admitted to the fact that you want to stop people from doing that. It's absurd. Um, another fact that they hate Antifa, anti-fascists. We're anti-fascists. Yes, that's a horrible thing to fascists. Um, let's see. Lisa, my kids are sixteen, twenty. I am old. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I did have, we did have them like in our thirties. So, I mean, we're going to be older than some parents might've been, but yeah, I mean, 31 and 29. I can't even imagine that. Let's see, if they call woke by any other name, empathy, it makes them look bad. Well, they talk like, what was it? Somebody else on Twitter was like, people are too sensitive today. I'm like, or college students are too sensitive today. Are they? Oh, I'm sorry, Bill P. <laughs> I, I was not even looking. See, here's the thing. I have, a brand new, well, okay, I say it's brand new. I've had this monitor since we evacuated for Hurricane Ida 
last year. And it was in a, ever since we moved back and came back from Georgia, it's been sitting in a box. Well, I got finally got around to putting this bigger monitor on my desk. So when I was, so I now have this big monitor that I can look at with lots of real estate. And I forgot to look down and, and see that Bill was here. Hey, Bill, what's up? Hey, how's it going, Dan? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Well, hanging in there. Uh, had a late evening. I just had just polished off a plate of spaghetti. Um, I had to get my Italian on. <laughs> nice. Uh, my family had some Italian I, on Monday, but I didn't feel like having it because we all we, we ran out of Parmesan cheese, and I just I can't do Italian without Parmesan cheese. <laughs> oh, I just piled the Parmesan on. I love it. I, when I, if I ever go to Olive Garden, which is rare, but if I ever go to Olive Garden, I give the poor servers there uh, carpal tunnel syndrome because of how much they have to grind that fresh parm. On that bread? Oh, yeah. got to eat the bread. <laughs> uh, one reason I called, it was about Ted's daughter. Um, a situation that not many people have talked about is uh, – Ted's father is a Pentecostal minister. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. Right. Um, he's a Dominion theologist, and they just despise the LGBTQ plus community. And uh, oh, yeah. I mean, that girl, I, I can't imagine what she's going through. It just it must no. be hell. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I, I don't think I was thinking about that during that, but I do remember that fact about about her grandfather, about his father. Um, you know, I mean, Ted Cruz is so problematic for many different reasons. I mean, if, if I was married to Ted Cruz and, you know, the presidential candidate of my party insulted my, you know, me to my spouse and my spouse didn't stand up for me and said, turned out, turned up and started, you know, simping for him as, as the youth might say, um, the, uh, I, I, I would get a divorce. I mean, I said it on, on, on Twitter. I was like, I'm so happy that I know that I have a wife that if anybody spoke poorly about me publicly or privately or whatever, that my wife would have my back. Ted Cruz didn't yeah. have his wife's back. Ted Cruz uh, doesn't have his children's back, at least this child's back, uh, because he's supporting policies that would actively harm her. That's terrible. It's oh, horrible. Yeah, Trump, even, uh, Trump even said that Ted's dad was involved in the assassination of Kennedy. Remember that? I mean, it was just- Oh, yeah. I mean, nutty stuff. Um, oh, and but, uh, Ted uh, Cruz is one of the ones that got one of the nicknames. He was Lion Ted. You know, that was his nickname but, during the campaign, Lion Ted Cruz. I tell you, um, I, I'm going to date my age now for you, but um, in, around right. 1980, uh, there's a, uh, one of the world's most famous televangelists, Oral Roberts. His son committed suicide. He was a, a gay person, and um, instead of coming out, um, he committed suicide. Yeah, his name was Ronald. His name was Ronald Roberts. And and that's what happens when when you're in a marginalized group like that. And you know, people, the people who don't understand science want to say that it's a choice, but it's not. And uh, you can't choose who you're attracted to. Um, and when you're not supported by your parents, when when your parents make you out to seem like you're a horrible person just because of who you're attracted to, who you fall in love with these things are going to happen. And I can't oh, yeah. imagine, can't imagine being a parent and not automatically just making sure, like, as long as my kid's not hurting anybody with, with what they're doing, then I'm going to support them a hundred percent. That's right. And, That's right. 
Um, Benny Loco, how about Chat, hold on. Benny Loco asks, how old is Cruz's daughter? Uh, someone said, yeah, people got 14 in chat. Yeah, she's 14. Um, but uh, Ronald, he lived a, a, a hidden life. He was married, and they had adopted several children. Uh, in addition to that, you know, Jim Baker, the famous PTL guy, uh, right. his oldest son, Jay, uh, came out uh, several years ago before his mother died. And they, that boy's still going through hell to this day. Um, I can, he, he's in, I, he's I, can't, I, I was about to say I can't imagine, but I really can't. I can't imagine what that's like. It's terrible. Oh, me either. I mean, it, that'd be horrid. Um knowing that that everything that your parents or your grandparents stand for is what you uh, stand against is what you are. I mean, that would be horrid. Right. I just, I, I mean, I'm so happy that, like, my grandparents were, like, very liberal. Like, my grandparents were very, they were pro-Joe Biden. They were, they, you know, had no problem with gay marriage. And, like, my, my grandfather, he wasn't, he didn't fight in World War II, but he was in the Army, like, the year after so, like, he went, so I guess, when they were cleaning up Germany and stuff like that. So he was, you know, in the Army in the 40s. So he was old before he passed away. And he was supportive of gay marriage. He was supportive of of many, many things that you, you, would, you, would, you would typically say, oh, well, those people wouldn't be supportive. No, they were very, I guess, progressive for their age, at least. I mean, I can't say speak on every single issue. Um, my cousins have, my, one of my cousins happens to be trans. I, I'm not quite sure. I think they were supportive of her, um, but I can't speak 100% on that. But anyway, it's it's tough. And again, you have to, it, it takes zero effort to be kind. At least I, I like to think that for me, it takes zero effort to be kind. If, if I, when I want to be like an asshole to somebody, and I could be an asshole to somebody, especially when they're, they're that first, but it takes effort. It takes effort for, yeah. for, 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 for me to do that. And, you know, I don't know, maybe these people, maybe they're, maybe they're not, maybe they're sociopaths. Maybe to them, their default is horrible and it, it takes effort for them to be nice, which if that's the case, that's a damn shame. Oh yeah. And I mean, the thing is, um, I, I believe because this comes out of religion, that's where it all originates from, you know, as well, being Jewish and with me with my Jewish and uh, Protestant Christian background, I got it from both sides of the family. Um, right. It's uh, when you have intolerant people in your family, um, you have to try to be tolerant yourself just to be around them. I mean, you just it's just sickening. Right. But I really, I, I can't imagine what this poor child has gone through, and I really hope the state intervenes and gets, you know, gets the girl help. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, she needs help. Absolutely. I don't know. But some people in the chat are saying that they should take him, take her away. I mean, if they, if, if it's shown that they're that they were uh, negligent in their parentage, then maybe. But I mean, yeah. I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine that the state of Texas would take away a daughter of a U.S. senator. So I don't think that's a realistic expectation. But I just no. hope that she can get help, and I hope that she get whatever like mental health issues that she needs. But that's what we all know in this country that mental health is woefully inadequate. It's it's getting therapy, right. uh, you know, trying to get therapy. It's like an act of Congress. It takes an act of Congress just to get therapy. Sometimes it's like you try and get therapy, and by the time, by the time you find a therapist, 
you need therapy over because of all the things you went through trying to get therapy. That's just another issue that you got to throw on. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, you can attribute some of this going all the way back to Ronald Reagan when, uh, they got rid of the mental health programs that were set up nationwide. He just killed the whole thing. And that's why we have all these uh, veterans. The vast majority of the homeless population is veterans because they were just turned out from the VA hospitals. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because they, they don't believe that. They view that uh, the, many conservatives view the idea of seeking help for your mental problems as a sign of weakness. They think it's weakness to do that. It's weakness to admit that you're wrong. It's weakness to admit that you need help. It's to them. It's weakness when you, you, you have to put up this big manly front. And if you don't, then you're somehow weak or somehow a beta male as some would like to say it. You're not, even though that, that idea is toxic in and of itself, but yeah, these people just, again, that's one of the reasons I say when, when president Obama at, during his campaign said, there's not two Americas, um, there's there's not blue America, red America. There's the United States of America. I was like, I'm sorry, dude, you're wrong. There are at least two Americas because there are clearly two very differentiated differentiated groups of people in this country, and one of them wants to treat people with kindness and respect and caring and for who they are, and the other group wants to treat people with, you know, hatred and, you know. You know, I want to. I mean, evil might not be the right word, but maybe it is. But just they have hatred in their hearts. And and one of the ideas of, um, I guess, that I've learned of Christianity was that you know sometimes you know people are so get so back so bad that there's no they're they're irredeemable because their hearts are so hardened that they just can't change. And to me, many of these people have just such hardened hearts. They just there's no way back for them. They're just, they're just going to be who they are. And, you know, I don't know what else you do about them, except for the fact you just try and get out and out and vote them. Because at that point, right. uh, at that point, you know, because there's no other way. Like, I, I, I have no problem talking with people and having a conversation with people, having a debate with people. And I've had conversations where people have changed my mind on things. I've had conversations where I've changed other people's minds on things. Um, it's one of the reasons I, I like having the talk show, one of the reasons I enjoy not just having folks who agree with me on, but also discussing things with folks who disagree uh, with me. But there are some people, and this is a great segue uh, for the last thing that I want to do. There are some people who are just have their hearts so hardened and full of hatred that not only they project their hatred onto other people, and they also just do not treat people um in the way that they should be treated and they, they just there's they're so hardened that they are not willing to admit that they could possibly be wrong and that there's possibly something that they could learn so do you have anything else bill that you want to chime in before i i put you on mute for a second no that's all that's okay i'm gonna i'm gonna run um it's nice talking with you i enjoyed it i appreciate I'll you as well out. thank you so much and you have I'll a great day and I'll get you some money here as soon as I can. I appreciate so, uh, you. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay, have All a right. good one. You as well. And that was Bill, one of my people who, you know, we love having talking to, you know, fellow sparklers, et cetera. Um, Trucker John. Hey, Trucker John's in the chat. Thank you for joining us. I also saw 
TV2 Live. Thank you. Go make sure to go follow both of them. But go follow, go subscribe to Benny Loco as well. Benny Loco, TV2 Live, Trucker John, all have channels. Anybody else who, who also has channels, just let me know, and I'll be happy to, to share it with you all. I'm sure the Mod Squad will also help give links as needed. Uh, but here, again, if you're listening, if you happen to be listening on Blog Talk Radio, uh, which I don't believe anybody um, is listening in the chat, or if they were listening, that there no mentions in the chat. I just took a peek at it. Um, but anyway, so again, last week, this guy, uh, Doug Shakespeare, who calls himself the conservative crawgator, um, he, uh, he said that I was afraid to debate him. And I'm like, look, I'll debate you anytime. Or two weeks ago, he's like, I'll debate, I'll debate you anytime, anywhere. You want to talk about whatever, you know, I don't even need to be, uh, paired for anything. Just let's, let's debate things off the cuff. And I issued the challenge and Jeff was like, sure, we'll have you on for a segment and y'all can talk back and forth with each other. And so I had two options. I had several options, one of which I didn't have time for. The first option was to cut this 15 minutes worth of clips into smaller clips and just play them and talk about them. The second option was to just upload this one clip, play it all on Blog Talk Radio, which doesn't have the ability to pause and restart, which I don't like. Or option three, just play it from my computer and when I play it from my computer, um, I can just pause it as need be uh, to discuss the points that are being made in there beyond whatever points I might have made in response to Doug's comments. Um, so that's why I'm saying if you're listening currently on Blog Talk Radio, you're going to hear some dead air. So switch on over to uh, the YouTube channel. And what I might do is I might exchange the blog talk radio audio with the audio from the YouTube once everything processes properly. So um, there you go. Anyway, so let's go ahead. We'll start playing this and we'll pause it as necessary. Again, this is me on Jeff's show debating Doug Shakespeare, i.e. the conservative craw gator. First of all, thank you, Nick. Um, I like the fact that I have fans. Thank you. Um, I appreciate y'all so much for that. Anyway, let's continue. Um, hopefully that didn't give me a copyright ding. And if you want to call Jeff in the morning, he's on between 7 and 11 Central Time. That's 504-556-9696. If you want to tell him how awesome I did on the debate, but I don't want to tell you to say that if you don't believe it, but if you do believe it, call in.
snapped his fingers, right? One thing I neglected to put in this part of the argument because I had to, I was limited on time again, but you know, the fact that it's not, we're not buying stuff from overseas because of the, we're interdependent. There's a global oil market. And so by globally making sure that we, you know, have less oil being produced, it affects global oil prices. And one thing I also didn't get to throw into this point of the argument or the discussion, I don't think, was the fact that Biden has caught more drugs than Trump. Biden has stopped more drugs from entering the country than Trump. Now, Republicans will take this as, well, that means more drugs are crossing. No, it doesn't mean that in any way, shape, or form. It just means that Biden's reporting that he's doing it, he's having more success, which either meant Trump wasn't having as much success stopping drugs from crossing the border, or Trump didn't want to say how much drugs were crossing the border, because if Trump was actually stopping more, he had to sugarcoat it, because to him, if more drugs are crossing the border, that means somehow he's doing a bad job, because Trump likes to sugarcoat everything. He likes to downplay threats. So, again, I didn't, I, again, limited time, so I didn't get to throw this out with Doug, but that's just another point that I would have made had I would have had more time. I think I didn't get to the point of the pipeline stop because the one thing I wanted to also point out that didn't have enough time was the fact that the Keystone pipeline was never going to affect domestic supply. Keystone pipeline was going to go down into Houston, I guess be refined and then be shipped out of the port of Houston, taking advantage of some tax incentives or whatever that they had there. So no, it would not have helped domestic supply one iota. Biden didn't create it. Trump created it.
And people are talking about the dirty oil sands and then like the dirty oil and the dirty crude that comes in. And people were complaining that the dirty crude went to China. Well, that's because China is more better equipped to refine that. Like the American refineries don't want to refine dirty crude. That, that's something that the Chinese can handle better. So they're going to jump on that and they're going to refine that. And we're not going to, and that's not a problem. Now, Diane, don't go quoting facts to these conservatives that George Washington started mandates uh, for military vaccines. They can't handle those facts. I don't understand what that means in the money city and the political city. I don't understand what the hell that means. Ivermectin, to quote Hal Sparks, if you are sick with COVID and you take Ivermectin and you feel better, that means that you also had worms. Irony that a conservative wants to talk about giving people choices oh i rolled my eyes plenty of times diane that was oof it was i mean usually this guy this caller is probably his second worst caller and Thursdays is his worst one. It's Josh Bernstein or something. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Josh Bernstein, but he's horrible too. I don't think he's even, I don't think you can find him on YouTube. I think he's been kicked off YouTube. I think he has his own website with a paywall. That's the only way you get to see his garbage. So um, Scott Bernstein is the worst one he has, but Doug is a very, very, very close second. And when both of them talk, I'm just like, oh, come on, really? I mean, even... The one that she has on Tuesdays, Michelle is, she, again, she's MAGA. She's, she can at least have a conversation with you without being insulting. Like he does. He's always insulting. She can at least have a conversation with you without being insulting. And she'll at least be friendly with you, even if she's saying things that are just tacitly untrue, factually untrue. So. I meant to say vitriol there. I couldn't quite think of the word. I meant to say vitriol is the word I was thinking of. All right. I'm not going to continue with the rest of that because, again, there's some music under there. I don't want to get a key. I don't want to get a, a copyright hit on that. Uh, so basically, I was just saying that, um, 
you know, it's none of my business. If, if he wants to do hire and fire, whoever he wants to fire, and, and we'll just see how it's going to turn out when it comes to um, when it comes to if if his company is going to be successful. I don't think it's going to be successful, but whatever, you know. Wait, hold on. It is what it is. Thank you, and Benny Lockwood. Thank you again. You know, for saying great interview. And I, I mean, clearly, I think I did better than Doug. And clearly, the conservatives who called in think that Doug did, did better than me. So um, it would be awesome. Five zero four five five six nine six nine six tomorrow morning between seven and eleven uh, Central Time. If you wanted to jump on at wgso.com and, and listen to Jeff Show and call in and say, hey, I listened to your liberal ban interview. Uh, yesterday, and, and Liberal Dan killed it. <laughs> that would just be great for just, you know, overwhelming his people, be like, you know, I heard, I don't, you don't have to mention that, you know, you know, or you like me. You could just say, Dan did a great job. I don't know what that Doug guy was talking about. <laughs> um, anyway, so they were talking about jabs. Um, I'm now team Novazer or five of X maybe because I started off doing the Novavax study. Um, I got the first two shots in the study and then I got their booster. And then they said that they were not going to do any more boosters. So because they weren't going to do any more boosters, I then went ahead and got Pfizer and I got the Pfizer like a month or two ago. So I've, I've been jabbed four times, one of which being Pfizer, three of which being Novavax. So, um, and I did get, did get COVID once, um, after getting vaccinated, I did get sick once that I could have sworn it was COVID, but I, turned, I tested negative for it, even though my youngest son had it. The doctor says, you probably had a mild strain of it, and it, the test probably just didn't pick it up. Um, but that time, my youngest was bouncing off the walls. He had no effects from the COVID. Meanwhile, me and my wife are sitting there like, Ugh, feeling like crap and testing negative. So, you know, that's how it goes, I guess. Um and of course, there was the other time that uh, in January 2020, where I'm fairly certain I also had COVID because I felt like death. Um, but when I went to the uh, urgent care, I went to urgent care uh, to finally deal with it. And the urgent care was like, well, you have a virus, but it's not the flu. So what could that have been, huh? Probably COVID. So I did go ahead and get the flu shot this year as well. I get the flu shot every year, though. So that's nothing new for me. So anyway. Uh, programming notes uh, before we end the show, because we're going to end the show soon, because, again, I still have to go take care of the pup. I have to take care of this little kitten on my shoulder. I have a little kitty dragon. Um, the uh, Tomorrow night at 11 p.m. Central, uh, I guess 12 midnight, 12 midnight, 11 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. West Coast, I'm going to have a special edition of Liberal Dan Radio here on YouTube and on Blog Talk Radio. Um, I will be having an interview with Philip Itner, uh, direct from Ukraine. So if you've heard him on Hal's show, he will be on my show tomorrow as well. So tune in for that. Make sure to let, let your friends know that we're having a special late night edition. And if you, for some reason you can't listen to it live, it will always be here for you to watch. I'm probably going to keep it around an hour, make it, maybe, maybe make it a somewhat short, smaller show. But if it happens to go long, it happens to go long. No biggie. Um, so I'm not going to cut him off if 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 he doesn't if he wants if he has lots of stuff to talk about he can just talk away and that's fine. Um, tomorrow I also will be ta- doing my live stream on Twitch, 
uh, twitch.tv slash ringjam.com. I've moved that back to the 8 p.m. time. So instead of 10 p.m., now my Twitch streams are back on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 p.m. Um, and then hopefully sometime this weekend, I'm going to have the opportunity to to make at least one of the videos I want to talk about discussing the Electoral College and and uh, 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 something, a reason why we should get rid of it and how Donald Trump could abuse it potentially to to win uh, the presidency without having to do as much and he could take the lazy way out. So anyway, uh, so that, that's the upcoming programming notes for myself, for Nerdy Dan, for Liberal Dan. If, there, if I do plan to go online um, and uh, do some extra streaming either here or um, on Twitch, I will let y'all know about that. I will post it to, to Twitter, post it to Facebook, I'll post it to lots of different uh, places. Um, do want to give shouts out to the Liberal Dan Radio, radio patrons. Um, again, Demonox, the first Liberal Dan Radio patron, shout out to you. Um, Cesar, Chris, uh, the Mod Squad, Aaron and Jolie, Wes, I don't know. I haven't seen West tonight. I hope he's okay. Uh, Robert Reynolds, um, all supporting the show at the uh, OG levels, either minicast listener or regular listener. I do have to go make a minicast at some point soon. Um, and of course, Julie Swenson for being the first Liberal Dan Radio producer. Um, the OGs are, again, I'm going to no longer have the OGs available after, uh, whatchamacallit, after December 31st. Starting the new year, no more um no more of that so snooze you lose i suppose <laughs> anyway so there's that and again if you want to support the show other ways you can buy me cider liberaldan.com click the buy me cider button go to buymecoffee.com slash liberaldan radio uh you can venmo me using the qr code or it's just at liberaldan as well um that way you can follow me on liberaldan radio on twitter liberaldan on, on facebook as well make sure if you haven't subbed here make sure to subscribe here as well so until tomorrow night 8 p.m on twitch with nerdydan.com and 11 p.m central here on youtube with our special episode with philip bittner um i'll be back um again make sure to do all the subscribing and following that you can do to help push the show out share some videos everything and i would appreciate it much please Again, till tomorrow, this is Dan Zimmerman with Liberal Dan Radio. Talk from the left. That's right. Say goodbye, Sophia. Bye, Sophia.
Thank you, Trucker John.